But those shut down debate, they're used as a cudgel. And whether it be comedy or discussion or anything else, if we don't have the wherewithal to meet each other with what's reality, then how do we, how do we move forward is, is my question. I have to be able to express that to people. If I can't say that's bull and explain why, then where do we go? And if we all just shut it down, then we retreat to our little corners of misinformation and it metastasizes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode. I hope you have enjoyed the first three episodes. Uh, I hope you're going to enjoy this one because today's topic is a little bit uh, sensitive. I'm going to talk about religion today. And more specifically, I'm going to talk about religion leaders versus religious or uh, religious scholars. Now, before starting, let me say that I was born into a Muslim family. I grew up Muslim. I'm uh, kind of agnostic at this point. Uh, I'm agnostic toward religious. I believe in some sort of higher power, but I'm quite not comfortable to, you know, say, okay, it's God, or if it's like a biblical God, or, you know, the whole concept of uh, all the religions that are out there. That being said, Let's get down to topic and why I said I really want to make a distinction between religious leaders and religious scholars. Let's start from here. You know, grew up uh, uh, in a Muslim family in a Muslim, uh, majority Muslim environment. I was uh, introduced in a lot of concepts within Islam. And later on, when I grew up, when I moved to Canada, I, you know, uh, studied and familiar, uh, familiarized myself with uh, Christianity to some degree, uh, Judaism to some degree, and also Buddhism a little bit. Uh, not really, you know, as, as a Christian or a, a, a Jewish person may uh, be familiar with that with those religion or those belief or as a, a Buddhist person but I learned a little bit I learned enough to you know uh, help myself to have a conversation today with this podcast an interesting thing is that you know starting with Islam but in all the religion Especially all the religions, uh, religions that uh, basically have the same God to some degree. Like we may have different names for it, but uh, essentially, uh, Judaism, Christianity, uh, Islam—we all believe in the same God. Uh, we have different stories for it. Uh, we have. Uh, different beliefs around it, but the God that we believe in is 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 the same God. It's one God. Uh, now, within the textbooks and teachings of all these religions, there is a single 
uh, pillar, there's a single point which is have been emphasized. And that is that upon creation of humans, God tells us and tells the angels basically that God has given us two distinctive factor compared to any other any other living thing in the entirety of the world. So if you think about it, this is one of the points that I may discuss later when we talk about aliens. Uh, there is absolutely no doubt that there are more advanced uh, creatures, uh, beings out there. So if you take that word of God in our textbooks, in any religion, literally, it means that these two factors are only unique to us humans. So what are those two factors that God talks about so much in any and all religions, basically? The first one is the power of thought. So we are able to freely think for ourselves. Something that some of us really don't use throughout our life, such a petty, but uh, that is a distinctive power that we have. We are free to think as we see fit. We have essentially freedom of thought. The second factor is freedom of action. We are enabled to take action or to make decisions upon those thoughts. So we are not programmed as much as you want to believe in matrix, at least according to God. We are free to think and we are free to act based on those uh, thinkings and upon uh, our beliefs. And in all of those religion, since they all believe in Judgment Day, we will get judged on Judgment Day based on these two uh based on these two distinguishive uh, gifts that God has given us. The freedom to think and the freedom to act. Now let's get back to the topic. What do religious leaders do? Mostly at least. Religious leaders study religion, interpret, you know, interpret religion, give us an easy uh, context about religion, give us boundaries about religion, and all of this based on their 
understanding of that given religion. And everyone else who follow that religious leader follows those guidelines and follows those rules. Now, if you ask me, that's pretty, pretty obviously in contrast with what God has told us that he has given us as gifts. So we are not thinking and we are not acting upon any thought. We are relying on someone else's thinking and we are following them. So convenient, huh? Now, interestingly, there are a lot of religious leaders, not only today, throughout the history. I mean, we have had popes for quite a long time. In Judaism, we have, you know, these uh, religious leaders as well who tell us you can do this and not do that. Islam is much as you want, as, as much as you like. We have religious leaders. We have concepts which actually in Islam says that you need to follow one of these religious leaders. And that's very counterintuitive. Now, there has been, especially I can talk about Islam as I know more about it, but also in any other religion, religious scholars, where they go study the religion, study the text, study all the stories and all that, and give us their, their finding, give us what they found. They never say what we found is absolutely true. It's the truth and nothing but the truth. They say, this is what we found. Now, you can study our work and make up your mind. I'm absolutely fine with those people. But the religious leaders who find the audacity to disregard the two most precious gifts that God has sent us as human beings. Freedom of thought, freedom of action. And give us, now have the audacity to give us a preset rules and boundaries that we have to follow. And they are free to change those based on their interpretation of the text or the rules of religion. Don't forget that, you know, four or five hundred years ago, the, the Catholic Church raped and prison and brutalized people based on what they said is God's words, which wasn't God's words. It was their interpretation of God's words. The same thing has happened in Islam, and it's happening in Islam. And it makes sense, because, you know, Islam is roughly, I think, 500, 600 years uh, younger religion than Christianity. 
So for them to go through their phase of people interpreting, uh, you know, interpreting uh, religion in a way that benefits them, that enriches them, that gives them freedom to do any and every horrible thing that they want to do. I don't care about uh, some high-ranking people within all these like Islamic terrorist organizations. The people who participate, the low-levels uh, participants in in these terrorist groups, they are not doing it to they 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 don't get anything. They don't get any financial or power out of that. They are truly believing that that is God's words. That is what God's want. And why they believe that? Because they are following someone who is telling them that. So if you are someone who is looking to get rich, to do harms to kids, as we've seen with all these cases of, you know, Catholic priests. You will find a way to bring out an interpretation of the religion that fits your, your uh, demonic desires. So I don't have any respect for religious leaders. I don't think we need religious leaders. Even if we believe in religion, even if we believe in Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and any other religion, any other, uh, you know, Abrahamic religion, if you want, uh, the religions who come from the, you know, uh, uh, Abram's, uh, the prophet, God tells you that you don't need anyone. You are free to think. I mean, you, you need people. You can have religious scholars where they have write their findings and you can use that to make a better decision, to make better actions. But you are enabled to think for yourself and to act upon those thoughts. And you are totally disregarding what God says is the two most precious gifts that God has given you. And I know why you why people do that because they are lazy. Because they think that if there is a judgment day, as it's said in the Bible or or Quran or or any other text or Torah. And if I'm doing anything wrong, based on me following this religious leader, I can just tell God that, look, I followed that guy. And let me tell you something, based on my understanding of religion and God and, and, and you know, reading all these books and studying religion, and again, I would I have to clarify, mostly Islam. I will tell you that if there is a judgment day, and if you did some horrible things based on following 
the guidance of some religious leader. Because they said you have to do this and you shouldn't do that. And that's a boundary for you and you have to follow this boundary. Your punishment will be worse than someone who tried to think and act upon that thinking but still did the wrong thing. Because they at least use the gift that God has given them. You, on the other hand, you keep, keep you know, kept it wrapped up, put it up in the drawer or somewhere, and never touched it, never opened the gift. Imagine you giving someone a gift that you are absolutely excited about. You get your niece, your, your brother, your sister, that gift that you think you, they're going to love. And they never even open it. They never even use it once. For the sake of making you happy. How are you going to feel? Now imagine that gifts is thousand and thousand of times bigger and more precious. And God has given you that gift and you never use it. And that's my problem with a lot of religious people. Good or bad. Good people or bad people, I don't really care about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that the number of religious people that think to themselves are really low. Now, I've read Quran. I've read Quran at least once. I told you, I grew up in a Muslim family. I have pretty big questions about Quran. There are, you know, Quran in, in its an entire, uh, entirety, uh, I think actually has a lot of good teachings that you can take and apply to your life if you actually read it. If you actually never, you know, uh, follow someone, whether good or bad, uh, positive or negative, for or against. Uh, about Islam or Quran, if you actually read it once, that you're like, oh, there's a pretty good, a lot of pretty good teachings that I, that can make my life more productive, more healthy. But there are parts that you question. There are parts that about you know, uh, women's and uh, women rights that you question that I question. But also, if you take a look in the context that it came at the time that it was and where it, it was like sent to uh, in the Saudi Arabia or uh, land of Arabia back in the days that uh, women were treated so poorly, the, the rules and teachings of Quran for that time and that place at that time, really, you look at even like the the Vikings and so on. You read all these stories or watch these series. The women wasn't treated really good. So the, the teaching for the time being is pretty progressive. But again, I read it. I'm like, this doesn't make sense for, you know, today, for, for this time, for the world that we live in right now. So I don't think I need to follow this part. So anything I read about religion, 
or anything that I, you know, observe in terms of finding my journey through, you know, the belief or through my religious journey, really, I keep in mind that I have to think for myself. And that's something that a lot of people don't do. And specifically talking about religious people. Because you have to believe in what God tells you. Because you believe in God. And God tells you that you need to think for yourself. You need to think and you need to act on those thoughts. Your thoughts, not someone else's preset boundaries, not someone else's uh, fed to you thoughts or someone else trying to feed you what they think. Which technically speaking, you know, to some degree, Catholicism is basically that. The Catholic Church has been that. You know, the Pope, Pope sets the rules and boundaries or cardinals and all that. And still, you know, you can be a Catholic, I think. But question. Question. I promise you, I guarantee you this, if there is a God and if there is a judgment day, you will never, ever, ever get punished or judged for questioning. Because questioning something comes from thinking. But you will, you will get judged or you will get punished. Because your total disregard for what God has told you repeatedly, that is the two most precious gifts that he has given you. Belief is good. But belief in false prophets are dangerous. And anyone who claims to be a religious leader in today's world, who tries to tell you what is right and what is wrong, to tell you, someone may inform you. Informing is not a problem. They can inform you what is right and wrong, and that's it. They are not enforcing anything. Information and informing is good. That's why I separated religious leaders with religious scholars. Religious scholar is someone who informs you. Hey, son, this is how I think you will do good. And this is how I think you will do bad. Now, take it, read it, and do as you wish. Religious leader doesn't do that. They tell you. And whenever, whenever someone tries to tell you to what to do, to how to do, to what to believe, and to what not to believe to, that person can never 
be talking about anything related to the God that I know of. Because the God that I know of has repeatedly throughout different religions, throughout times, throughout different books, has told you, has told us that you are free to think and free to act. And those are your gifts. So use the gifts. I hope you find this episode uh, interesting and you hope, uh, and I hope you find it useful. Uh, I hope you like it. If you like it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and like button as well to like us and follow us on the uh, podcast platforms and our Instagram page, of course. If you have any thoughts, feel free to reach out to me, uh, to the podcast. Uh, I hope you are uh, able to think. I hope this provokes you to think more to question more because the key to success and the key to growth is not following is not blind following is questioning and truly understanding i hope you like this podcast and hope to see you next time on the next episode Till then, take care. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo.